Hello and welcome to Midnight with the Lunatics. We're not reaching midnight, we're, well, we're almost there. We should be there shortly. But before we get there, this is part four of our John Carpenter uh, series where we look at John Carpenter movies. I have seen all these movies before, but Malcolm has not seen none of them. And we're on part four, and this movie that we watched just minutes ago... In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness, that's right. And uh, so, yeah. So, I'll, I'll, to start, I'd say I, th I think I there's a lot that I really love about the movie. That, and cause I think... I think similarly to Prince of Darkness, it has a very strong third act. Like, right, and, yeah. I, and I think there was a lot of build up. Yeah, there's a. I think it was very good at build up and sort of bringing uh, and sort of making it feel like a whole story. And um, but but yeah. But what do you think of it generally? Um, I have mixed feelings about it because, like, I think well, what I would really like, I think it it adapts certain parts of because this is based this is adapting a Lovecraft story. No, it, well, I mean, it's is, not, it's not it, adapting, but it, it's sort of, it's just influenced by. Well, it, it's influenced, it's trying for that Lovecraftian horror theme, right? Yes. Well, I think it gets certain parts of Lovecraftian horror right and some parts wrong. Explain. Okay, so what it does get right is the lingering sense of paranoia and unease, because the atmosphere is definitely correct, and the, and the main character's slow descent into madness is also correct. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Uh, John Trent. John Trent, yeah, his Sam slow descent. His his slow descent into madness is also correct, and and I think overall that part is is done really well in the general atmosphere. Well, I don't know if correct is the right word necessarily because I don't think it needs to like I don't think there's like a a book of laws. Of, I mean, right. I don't think there's laws of like how a Lovecraftian thing should be. I, it's, I think it's more like guidelines. Yeah, I know, like guidelines. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think. So I think that part, well, in my opinion, that part mm -hmm. is Lovecraftian horror, I should say, done really well, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I think that the inherent problem with Lovecraftian horror, especially for, like, a movie, is that the more, I think the more, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this, the more the audience can physically see... Yeah, the horror. That's right. That's, the less effective it is. That's that's the problem with adapting. Uh, yeah, well, especially especially those um, those that that material is just that it's a lot of like, oh, it's so scary, I can't talk about it. Like as you said, we were discussing the old man, like in the movie, and oh, how they yeah. were scarier from that, a distance. But as soon as they got more up close, it was less frightening. It was goofy, and that was that's that's the thing that that I that I think really holds this movie back is that a lot of. A lot of the very creepy moments are undercut by really goofy stuff. Yeah, the kids are not scary. The old men are not scary. And in the thing I I I, I thought that that was the worst was just that every time there would be like oh scary things happening now they do that thing where there's like oh the sound effect you know like oh he moved yeah. past the camera let's do a sound effect here. It's like it's creepier if you don't do that. <laughs> I liked I liked when. In terms of the the Eldritch horrors, you know that that inhabit the town, mm. Box End was it? Was it what was it called? No, Box End was in the Hobbit. What was what was the town's name? Was it Hobbs? Hobbs End. That's yes, it. that's right. Um, I liked the moments in where they sh where they didn't physically show 
like like the Aldritors. Right. Like like the yeah. scene when the scene where Linda is behind the behind the door and there's the tentacles crawling out from the door. Yeah, that was really good. But I don't at the same but but again, I don't think in the third act when he's running through the tunnel and oh, no, they, you, know, are chasing you know what him. they look like that they're things that are chasing him in the tunnel. They look like action figures. And it's also well. At first, I thought that was done well because it was constantly shit. It, well, it didn't show them completely. I kept. But then it showed them like behind. Them, like. But then they showed them behind them. But before that, yeah. when it was just like brief glimpses. No, of them, I agree. It was done better, but like I think it kind of loses its impact. I mean, yeah, and and that, it's similar when uh, when Linda she turns into a crab thing, or she she yeah. flips around, and it's creepy with the first time, but then she, it, it like follows him more, she just and does it's it like. More. And yeah, and then she flips around again. It's like, yeah. who cares? Yeah, and I think that and again, I think that's just the problem with adapting a lot. No, that's true. Form. I think, but I think there's, I think the framing. I, that being said, I think the framing was the really framing, good. The framing was, good. I think, is great. Oh, I the think, framing is fantastic. I and just in the and I think, and how much they deal with, uh, just the idea of reality. Because I, I like when I like when horror movies get really. Uh, have big ideas. I'd say. You and, know, I think I think it work, can work very well when it's not so massive. But I think it, it's very interesting when they do. What I like about this one compared to Prince of Darkness is that it wasn't as heady a film. Like it was easier for me to understand. Right. Well, they explained things more. Yeah, and I really do love the twist with him being a part of the book. That was right. really, 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 I, really and cool. I think that and even even more importantly, I think they 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 did it very well. Like, it could there. be one thing if it's just a cool idea, but I think they did a good job of leading you into it and having build-up to it, you know? Yeah, and I, and I love certain effects, like when the the author disappears, disappears, and there's the big hole in the door, and then there's yeah. the, 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 and the I, tax. That was really cool. And I like how, how Sam Neill, or John Trent, he's, he, he, he's, he, how he looks out into there, and it seems like it's just... You don't even see, like how big it is because you can't really it's darkness but it seems like this huge abyss that he's looking into and i like that a lot and how and how he looks into it and and it's and, and that's another part of just you know not showing things is just a lot more effective yeah because like i was just like this story reminds me a lot of Shadow Over and this movie doesn't run a lot of Shadow Over Shadow Over and Smith, which I did read. Mm-hmm. And the reason Shadow Over and Smith was so effective is because for most of the story, while the townspeople of Insmith are certainly strange, they're not really like explicitly horrifying. Yeah, I mean they're 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 not like alien, and because of that, it. And because of that, at the climax of the story, when it's finally revealed there are these fish people, it's made even more effective because there's been so much build up towards that. Yeah, and yeah, and um, I guess another part of that that was what they it's it's kind of related, but one 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 thing I noticed about this movie is that the editing was very choppy at times. It did feel like, oh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, like there's like there's this one part, weird. not even the wait what. The camera work was kind of like rapid and fast and sort of. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not the not, that's not so much the camera work as much as it is the editing. But, right. But the thing about the, the yeah, because there's this one part of the movie where he's where he has left that place, Sawyer Kane's place, and then he goes into that motel, and then he's and then he's burning the stuff, the the book, I believe, 
And then he and then he lays down, and then it goes to the next scene where he's going into the little office of the motel. But the laying down uh, shot is for like two seconds, and it's and it's like just there, and then it's gone. And yeah, so it's, it's way too sudden. And it's like it's you didn't even for a moment that's supposed to be de-escalating. Frankly. Yeah, well, and even more than that, it's just like it just kind of it, the, the the thing about editing is, and about editors is, you never notice a good editor. And, oh, and that's okay. and that's the problem with this is I is I could I could I could I could see that it was it was very noticeable and, and kind of kind of distracting. And honestly, but, in some parts of the movie, the rapid editing did work. Sometimes I mean, it did. There was like the, 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 there was the different slideshows of the different events happening in the movie. That was that. Great. I wish they didn't do it like three times though. Oh, that's right. It was kind of. I think I think, but there there is also the part towards the end where he's in his cell. And 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 he hears all those noises outside, and it it goes in on his face, and I like that. Or, right. Or the, or the the rapid editing can can work. And, yeah, it does. Think, it can work. Yeah. And speaking of his of him being in the cell, I think there's just a lot of really great imagery in this movie. Like, and I think because him being done up with all the crosses and on on the walls and everything is great. And I and I also I thought it was cool that. That that's not necess- that doesn't necessarily have meaning, but he did, so they would keep him there. So they'd be like, "Oh, he's crazy," you know, because he doesn't want to be out in the outside. And I th- I, I thought it was very cool. I like. And, well, yeah, go ahead. I, I like how the I like how how the guy the guy asking Trent questions seems a bit shaken, you know, and unnerved by the end when he walks out. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I like that. There are there are a lot of like. Little good little moments for some of these people. I I didn't think Linda was a very good character, because but I I, I think well, I think she was good uh, in theory in sort of bringing Trent into that world in a way and being sort of the believer and him not so much. But I think that just as a character, I think she was not very yeah, just not very. I don't know. She didn't. She didn't seem like a person. Yeah, she felt more like a plot device. That's that's how I'd say it. Yeah. I I also like how even before we get into the actual horror, main horror movie, the environment of the asylum where Trent is mm. already feels oppressive, yeah, but and it's... restrictive, and like with 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 its like sanitary color scheme and. Yeah, it was, it was for, sort of clean. It was sort of clean, yeah. Yeah, and which contrasted the actual the horror, the actual horror the inmates were experiencing. Right. And actually, and actually, speaking of the actors uh, or the characters, anyways, I thought Sam Neill did a great job. Sam Neill did an amazing job. I was think... he in Jurassic Park? Yeah, he's the main. Okay, guy. see, that's what that's yeah. what, I haven't seen Jurassic Park, but I knew I had heard of him from somewhere. Yeah, he's been around. I think this is one of his favorite movies of his. I can and I can see why because I think it, it's a very unique movie. It, as far as yeah, and especially for horror, I think because I don't know. I think it, it, it is true that it's very hard to do Lovecraftian horror or adapt adapted or you know something influenced by it or whatever. But I think that. Is some of the attempts have been at the very least interesting. They have, even if yeah. they haven't totally sold it. I, I think that they've they they grasp some of it, and I think yeah. this movie does that. I like how I like how his I, I like how slow Trent's descent into madness. Right, and you and like. you believe him too. 
you you believe that he, when he when he realizes that he's he's just written into existence like you 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 believe that he's that he's that he that he finally realizes this yeah, stuff that yeah, he's not denying it anymore. Yeah, because the actor, the Sam Deal did such an amazing job. He did a great job. Really job did. of showing that emotion, right? And in that conclusion, yeah. And and one more thing, and going back to the imagery very quickly, I think it, the, the, the movie kind of reminds me of Silent Hill a little bit. Yeah, me too. I and think. Lego Island too, but that's more because when he kept going through, Jeff tried to leave the town and going back. To it him, reminds me. But it, it reminds me also of Welcome to Night Vale, because, mm. like, I know that Night Vale itself is also in the sense in that you can't really, like, leave. Like, people have tried to drive out of Night Vale before, and mm-hmm. it's the nearest highway, and they keep ending up back at Night Vale. Like, you can't really escape that environment. And yeah. that in itself kind of makes sense, because because Welcome to Night Vale, like this movie, was heavily influenced by Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. It, the move, this movie also kind of reminds me of the first Invasion of the Body Snatchers because of mm, it. yeah, in, in, at, at least in part because I the where he's trying to escape to the highway that part I, I very much so right because that felt like when the two main characters were trying to run to the cave at the end. Oh, that's right, and then he, and then yeah. and then it was all just yeah, that's, yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah, because like. Moments like when he first met that weird old lady in the hmm. hotel did remind me a lot of Shadow of Rinsmith, where the person, where where the main character is exploring the town and he's meeting all these people and he's talking with them, mm-hmm. and that kind of reminds me of what Trent is doing in, in right. this movie. Right. It's almost the same thing. Yeah, and uh, you know how there's that just that big church out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought that that was just like a matte painting, but there actually is just a giant church in the middle of nowhere. Really? Of, yeah, which is kind of funny. It's a town exists too, or just the church? No, I don't think so. I think or it's just the church. Just the church. Yeah. Just uh, wait, somebody's going to build the actual town. Yeah. And actually, that old lady, I've seen her both in Twin Peaks and Seinfeld. Really? Because I've been Seinfeld, Jerry was like trying to steal a, I forgot what he's trying to steal, but he's like, he's like she's like, how someone happened? He's like, shut up, you old bag. And then he steals it and runs away. And then in Twin Peaks, she's this old woman that... Wait, what was he stealing from her? I don't know. It was like food or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was stupid. But anyways, uh, and then in Twin Peaks, she was this old woman, Miss... She had two names. And then her, her grandson, and then he opened his hands and he had the Garmin Bozia. But it's not important. So I have no idea what a Garmin Bozia is. It's pain and suffering. Oh, okay. But uh, going back to this movie here... Um, I think, you know, it's, I, I, I do wish that, I remember where did I, I had seen something before where, um, actually, uh, uh, one of my favorite podcast people or, you know, things that I listen to is this guy named Josh Hadley. And I saw him put a question somewhere of like, what, what's a movie you really like more for the sort of the feel of it than, than, than like the story, you know, right? Yeah, that's and, feels like this and I, I kind of get that from this movie. Yeah, this I can I see that, I, the atmosphere is really good. Yeah, and I, I still like this movie a lot. Oh, I like it too. Thing. I think it is the weakest of the ones we've watched, though. Just for, oh, yeah, I can and, see that. And for me in particular, it's very much because I think 
it is there's not so much of a grasp of suspense like there was with what there was with the previous ones. Yeah, and, and even with Halloween, which you know had again like no budget, they, they there was just much more of a grasp of it. Like in that movie, there there's a lot of parts where Michael would just be standing in the background. There wouldn't be any music. They would just they would just he would just be there, and he'd be out of focus, but he'd be there. You know what I realized? What's that? I realized in that scene when he's running. Oh yeah. You when he's you take out you take out all shots of physically shown monsters. Yeah. You keep their noises and you keep him just running down the tunnel and it's stretching on endlessly. And the sh- the scene works well. It's... I mean, you don't even need to have the monsters physically there. No, uh, you don't. I mean, like it worked because the imagery of the tunnel in itself mm. just stretching on endlessly. Is Lovecraftian enough and gets the feel enough, yeah. enough. and then he wakes up back in the back on the street. But like, you didn't even need to show the monsters. No, you didn't. And I didn't think it was actually that bad when when the old lady was a, was that monster and she was hacking up her husband. But um, but then he goes outside uh, after that, and then there's like this this fried chicken monster like in the window. And then, and, and that's another weird editing thing where, like, there's just that one shot of that chicken monster, and then he I leaves. didn't realize that was a chicken. All looked like it to me. But, and then he leaves, and then, then, then that's it. You only see that thing for one shot, and it's, it's weird, because... I'm not even sure if I remember a chicken monster. It was there, it's just... Maybe maybe it got run out of existence for Maybe, it did get maybe I remember, but you don't. Shut up, Alan Wake. <laughs> I gotta jump in a lake now for my wife. Yeah, I haven't played Alan Wake, but this kind it, of it reminds is, me of Alan Wake yeah. in a sense. Yeah, it, the Alan Wake actually does have it has a lot to do with reality and you know right, writing yeah, things into writing existence. Like at last, the last thing we know of like the thing about Alan Wake is that at the end of that game, he jumps into the lake for his wife who was taken and trapped under there, and now he's down there, and no one has heard from him for years. He was he's just gone. And now there's a bunch of other stuff. You know, this movie reminded me of Shadow of Rinsmith, but with everything with the author, it also sort of reminded me of the music of Eric Zong. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not the exact same thing, but the seeming insanity of the author, because he was kind of crazy, mm-hmm. um, the seeming insanity of the author and the main character being exposed to these horrors and then trying to flee the town, which also happens when you're thinking anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, is very remin- is very remin- is very true in this movie, and it yeah. was true in the music of Eric Song too, yeah. where the writing itself seemed to have power. I mean, it wasn't except it wasn't the story; it was the music yeah. that he was composing seemed to have this effect on the world. So you know, speaking of music, what did you think of the music? The music this? was the music was pretty good for the most part. I mean, it got the tense, oppressive atmosphere that Lovecraftian horror should have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it I think it did a really good job in there. I I mostly agree. I think it, the 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 like the rock main theme song in the beginning. Yeah. No, I that, didn't get that. Listen, it's okay in the beginning. It's okay in the beginning. But when you do it at the end, because they did it at the end again, and it did not work at all, because he just realized that his life does not really exist. Yeah. Like, duh, duh, duh. It's, honestly, I don't quite understand that music choice. Yeah. Like, because, like, Cause, yeah, it's, it's just really strange. Like, 
I went into also, this movie expecting Lovecraftian horror. I did not expect that music at the beginning. And also because they don't really do that for the rest of... Oh, they do it They do it like one other time during the movie, but they don't really do it that much of like more rock-inspired stuff. At the end, it kind of pulls you out of it, to be honest. I kind of, yeah, I kind of agree. Because you know what it does? It alleviates the tension. It makes it and, and tells me, oh, it's just a movie. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's exactly problem. what I was going to say. And that, means it's it's not, movie. and that means it's not going to stick with me as much. I mean, I think the music should have been more subtle, especially if you're opening I agree. I, I kind of, I felt the same way with, uh, in a way with Prince of Darkness. I really? think, yeah, I think more, a little more with this, but I think, I wish that, again, going back to Halloween, because I think that's just a very good example of... Well, Halloween had such a great soundtrack. Well, even more, it was a very good example of, of just suspenseful, you know, filmmaking at its core. And I think it... And, and one element of that was they used a lot of... Or, you know, they, yeah, they used a lot of silence. Yeah. And, and my problem with this movie, and to some extent Prince of Darkness, but I think Prince of Darkness did it better. But with this movie, is just that they... They, they, it felt like they always had to have some music in the background, and sometimes yeah. it worked. Like when you, I remember we were talking during the movie, you you mentioned that that ringing noise that was happening, like those that was yeah, sounds. yeah, those were really really yeah. effective because the repetitions were just drones on and on. Yeah, as he's as he's cutting the book up and somehow makes a man and on and on, and that's why I said that the scene with the tunnel would have been better without the monsters and him just running because that gets the point of just uh, just it never ends. This right. the repetition would have been way more missing the right and yeah but and again i think but i think for other parts of the movie the music just gets this uh, again just distracted from me and there's just parts where i wish it, it i think silence would just work a lot better like i think i remember the the one part of the movie where it actually was just their voices was in the confessional booth Right, where he was talking to Sutter Kane, and then the music starts coming in a little bit, and that's fine. But yeah, yeah. I, I really liked when they were just talking. When they were just was, talking, yeah, that was really that was good because that, that actually was... fit the, the more nor cramped environment. And it was suspenseful without trying to tell you this is suspenseful. And I think, and I'll be honest, the scene, the scene with the lady hacking at the Lovecraftian monster, I felt like I was watching a Resident Evil cutscene. Oh yeah. Honestly, I did feel like it was kind of like a video game cutscene at that point. Oh yeah. Because it, it did find feel kind of like Resident Evilly, where it was all grotesque and it, it wasn't really. Is that itself. good or bad? Um, I'd say it's a negative in my opinion because I don't want to feel that way when I'm. Oh, I agree. When I'm especially yeah. watching a movie inspired by Lovecraft. Yeah. It ju- it just felt like it felt like it's it sort of felt gratuitous. Yeah, you know what I'd say. I think. I think generally it's better when you're making a horror movie to to have your gratuity be uh, in, in in blood and violence be much more Silent Hill than Resident Evil. Yeah, especially with Lovecraft. Especially Silent Hill one, because Silent Hill was a lot more closer to Lovecraft than Resident Evil. Ones, oh yeah, and I think like because Resident Evil is just a lot more. You know, I know Lovecraft is New England, but I but Resident Evil feels very like Western horror. You yeah, know it I mean? does. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I think that with, I, I think that, I think they kind of, I think with this movie, they kind of overused the axe for shock value, like, just as a weapon. That's, uh, actually, no, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? Just because I think, I, th- I think it's not a matter of the axe being overused as much as, again, just the way they did it. Cause well, the I way think, they did it, yeah. Because that's another example of just some of the really quick editing, just not 
working really well. Like when they're when they all circled the other guy and started hacking him yeah. up, I was like, I was just like, oh, it keeps going. Uh, like one effective use of the axe is one that's more slow. Like when when he slowly raises the axe and yeah. Trent slowly raises the axe and then kills someone and then does just right. the That was effective, but when. But when they just went for flat out, oh, we're just hacking the person to pieces with the axe, or hacking the monster to pieces with the axe, it just it just felt gratuitous. Yeah. That being said, I, I want to talk about the story more because I think it is actually a very a really good story on on paper and mostly on screen, which it is. is to say because yeah. because I think because there's, there's I think there's a lot of nuance with it and just a lot of like oh, agree, little things yeah. that make you feel whole like. I think it was just great that you know the the the, the uh, Sutter Kane's whatever like his agent or whatever was trying to kill kill Sam Neill. Was trying to kill Sam, but he was trying to kill him to stop to stop stuff. the whole thing from happening. Because when you first see him, you think like, oh, he's he's he with these monsters, yeah. but no, he was trying no, to he's stop not. He stuff. was trying to. Was trying and then to and then Sam Neill does the same thing because he's yeah. trying to stop it too. He's trying to stop it, so he becomes one of the most serious, which is really really good. Yeah. In a sense, that's about In a sense, yeah. And I like that repetition again. Mm-hmm. That rep- that kind of constant yeah. repetition of all those elements is very, very clear. Yeah, and that, and, that, and that's repetition without feeling tiresome. Like it's in it, in a, it, yeah, and again, it makes the whole thing feel like a, a a good round story. And I do actually like how the movie ends. Cause, oh, I love the ending. Too, yeah, because yeah. I think it could have been very like just oh, it stops, but. But I think, I think they do a good job of 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 just because I don't think we need it anymore. You know what I no, mean? No, we didn't. I mean, honestly, the movie wrapped up pretty great. Yeah, it's the end of the world. Aside from the music. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I th- I think I think it I, th- I don't think it overextended itself. Like I think yeah. it ended where it was supposed to. I mean, and honestly, the Trent's only... story was over. Yeah, and the movie's only an hour and a half, so I think... Was it shorter than Prince of Darkness? It was about the same length, I think. Really? Because, honest I to God, maybe it's because it scared me more. Maybe it's because it scared me more, but Prince of Darkness felt longer. Yeah. And so did The Thing. Right. Well, I think The Thing was longer, but... But yeah, Prince of Darkness felt longer to me. Right. I might be thinking of Big Trouble in Little China as far as the same length. Big but... Trouble in Little China went by that was... relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, but as far as what we've watched so far, I will say that this is, this is the weakest. It probably is, yeah. But I, but you know, I think it, it's still worth watching. That's what I'd say. Yeah, I oh think, no, I, I think there's still, I think, I think still, there's merit in it. Yeah. There's a lot to get from it. There's a merit in it, and it's, and it's a unique experiment with Lovecraftian horror. Even if it didn't. Totally, even if it wasn't if it, entirely successful. Yeah. But I think... I think it's hard to be entirely successful with crafting horror. Yeah. I don't want to say it's flat out impossible, but it's but it's tricky. It's, it's close. You have to be careful. Yeah. So and and that's the thing about this movie. I think is that it's the thing about it is again it's it's not an adaptation of any specific work of Lovecraft's, but no, it, it but, we're just inspired by it. Well, and exactly. So I think there's more room and. On that, I think that its flaws are less, maybe may, less than maybe other movies that are trying to be like Lovecraft Cause stories. Because well, those ones are adapting actual Lovecraft. Well, yeah, yeah, but with this, I think that and they, I think it's just inspired by that, so it has more leeway. Well, I mean, well, no, that means that there's there's more fault with 
like the story, like the movie itself, because it, it can't fall back on right. Yeah, it can't fall back like on. oh, Lovecraft's hard to do. It's like no. Well, yeah, but like, these are inspired. just these yeah, are oh, you're right. These yeah. are just things that that you should do. I think is is you know don't have this <laughs> when there's a guy walking past the camera. Don't make a big stinger sound effect. <laughs> Because and and the, there were and the, I think there were just and while we were watching it, there were just moments where we we started doing the Goosebumps theme song. <laughs> it it just really... got well, like the special effects reminded me a lot of the Goosebumps. Yeah, show. like I was mentioning, I, I was mentioning earlier with the old man that it reminded me of this. I reminded me a lot of the special effects they used in the Haunted Mask episode. Yeah, yeah. where they tried to where where the they showed the effects of. The people wearing the mask. I think. Well, I, I don't think. I think it was actually the haunted mask two, not the first one. Mm. I think it was the second one where the where the the boy who was bullying bully Carly Bath in the first one puts the mask on and suddenly he looks all like all old and wrinkly with the gray hair. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like with goosebumps, that goofiness, you know, was kind of intentional. I think. That well, also, well, because it's for kids, and also because they don't have a massive budget. Yeah. But so yeah, you can't pull that with this. Like, yeah. Or you shouldn't, anyways. But and I think it shows. And uh, it also the the seeing the old people on the bikes reminded me of um, there's this there's this horror movie. I don't remember what it's called at all. But there's and it's not that good from what I remember. But I remember that it's it was very creepy when the killer had this old person mask on. It looked a lot like these guys. Really? And he was ice skating. Do you remember what the movie was called? No, I don't remember at all. And also, I just wanted to mention, um, much like the tunnel scene, with the scene where he's going, they're going down the street, either keep the old man at a distance or remove them entirely, mm. and you still have a really good scene. That's right. Because, again, the road go keeps going on and on, and that in itself is very Lovecraftian. Yeah, but then they're like, we're going to zoom in, and then they're going to hit the car. <laughs> yeah, then... but they hit the car. I'm sorry. They lost all zone. And then they ran over to him, and he, and he had like a little kid voice. He was like, help me. I, I, was, or, I can't believe the was I, I was fine when there was just brief glimpses of them. In oh, I thought it was very creepy when it was when it was just like... Glimpses of when them, When it was yeah. just glimpses of them from a distance, because it was... Yeah. It was, it, it, it's, it's a thing where like... It's, yeah, it builds paranoia, and also, and also, your mind fills in the blanks with exactly, things, which is which is always going to be more effective than showing the bad than effects. Showing the bad effects and just it, it, let's sorry, just ragdolling all over the car. The movie they just lost. It just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> and then there was, and then later on, what they did was you know how they have like the, the like the chopped up parts of the rest of the movie. Yeah, and they had they, in that they had the shot of them hitting the car again. <laughs> Show us that. Don't don't do it again. Don't repeat your bad special effects movie. It wasn't even that bad of a special effect. It's just really goofy, though. Actually, now that I think. And as you said before, the kids really weren't scary. No, exactly. The kids. What did she say? What did the little girl say? It's mommy's day. Yeah, and I was like, shut up. What? Yeah, I mean, like kids can be scary, but like I've never, I've never found kids in horror to be scary. Because they're just like, in, and that's just, like and it's the same thing with, you know what it is? It's kind of like Chucky, because I think on principle, Chucky is not scary, because I can kick him across the room. But I, but the reason that movie is, is, is very creepy, which is to say uh, Child's Play, is because of the atmosphere and just, and, 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 the, and, even, and even just the look of it. But it's not because of this little thing is scary. And the same with kids. It's like. The movie that I think really did. A good job with making a kid scary is the Babadook. 
Yes, the Babadook is the monster in the movie, but notice, but throughout the film, the kid is the one acting up and going and 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 being a troublemaker, maker and hurting people, and he's the one slowly drawing and. It's not abundantly clear if he's possessed by the Babadook, but he's the one that's ultimately driving his mother insane. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was a little more frightening. Right. Because, so again, it's similar to the Lovecraft thing. It's not impossible, but it's just, you need to, you need to do it with, with the right uh, panache. Yeah. It's, it's just tricky to pull off. Pull off. And maybe it's because... And maybe the reason it's so hard to pull off kids in horror as scary is because we see, because there's there's such a notion built up in our minds that children are inherently not scary, that they're good, that they're innocent, that they're yeah. kind. And that in itself is a difficult notion to dispel and, without coming across as forced. Yeah, and, and yeah, because if you just do it like, oh, there, it's a reversal, it's, it, it, you're right that it's... I don't know. They're, we, yeah, they're, they don't register as threats, really. If I can kick them across the room, it's fine. It's, it's my rules. And... <clears throat> where did my notes go? It's, I think I wrote some notes down. Oh, yeah, Lego Island 2. Because, like, uh... I'm trying to think of a good example. Not Slappy the Dummy. Going back to Goosebumps, actually. Um, not Slappy the Dummy, but... Lily D did a really good job with this, the haunting, the first haunting hour episode, mm -hmm. um, because, and I think the reason that one worked really well in terms of the doll is because, is precisely because, instead, of the because of the fact that the doll is replacing the kid, yeah. and because instead of praying, instead of trying to t tell us, oh, this is a subversion version kids are scary and not innocent and kind the episode preys on the natural fear of what will happen to the kid right which is something that a lot of people can relate to yeah and similarly there's an episode in the twilight zone with with the, this with this doll of this uh of this of this girl i guess i don't remember what the episode's called at all or what the doll's name is but that is a very creepy episode for First of all, because it's in black and white. So again, more, your your imagination fills it in more. But also because they it was the sixties and they couldn't show that much. So again, your mind has to fill it in. Oh, I've, I've, and so it's a very it's very creepy episode. I mean, he's talking to the dad and just yeah, it's 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 that kind of thing where it's not. It's because it, it, it's not really the same. Thing is like having a bunch of little kids with blood on their mouths, right? And, I mean, and they're running in slow motion. I mean, that didn't scare me. And the, and speaking of things that didn't scare me, if the kids didn't scare me, the shots of the dog running, the dog didn't scare me either. Yeah, it's supposed to be foreboding, but I was just like, uh, I mean, like if they were going, if they were going for more of a like like kind of om ominous omen, like black dog angle. Well, first of all, the dog isn't black, but that's besides the point. Um, that's just nitpicking on my I part. I thought the dog was black. I thought it was brown. It probably was brown. But, like, if they're going for something more foreboding, it doesn't work, because I think one of the reasons it doesn't work is because it immediately follows the shots of the kids chasing it. 
Well, no, it's not. Well, it, the reason it's supposed to be foreboding, not it's supposed to be, keyword being supposed to, is because it's being chased by these kids who are who ate its leg. Or they do relate. They ate its leg? Yeah. I never got that impression. No, no. It, at nighttime, when it seems like, it's, uh, what did that little girl say? I don't remember what she said. You're, you Something just, about mommy's, mommy's day? Something like that. But basically, that part, the dog, because the build-up to them chasing the dog the whole time, because the dog is not supposed to be a threat. It's, it's, it's always supposed to be the kids chasing the dog. And like, oh, why are they doing that? And then, so the build-up is at that night scene when the dog, oh, he has three legs now, and their mouths are bloody. But it's like... I didn't actually notice that in the movie, to be honest. Oh, okay. I, I didn't pick up on it. It doesn't movie. matter if you did, because it wasn't very good. Because, like, and, like, dogs can be used effectively as an element, but, like, I didn't... Well, I don't think it was supposed to be used in the same way as... Right, yeah, as but I, I, I just didn't realize that they were, try, like, trying to kill the dog. Yeah, and just and if that didn't work, the the scene where the dogs are attacking the people. Oh yeah, that was just, and just yeah, because I don't know suspension of disbelief. Like, why are they all falling over? That's a good. <laughs> but uh, I I think generally the movie is very good about having build up, but there are just. And, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with again the story is it, okay, the story yeah. is very good, it, it, but it, but it's just a matter of just these these goofy moments that are, that again just undercut it and just a little a little yeah, too much, a little too much. Like with Lovecraftian horror, the thing is, it's it's less about the horror itself and more about the anticipation of that horror happening. Right, it, it's a suspense. Thing. Like yeah, and exactly that's exactly what Shadow of the Ends meant for us. Like it's not until the climax of the story. It's not like the story, and this is also, I think, a problem with a lot of movies that try to adapt Shadow, or games that try to adapt Shadow of Rinsmith, mm -hmm. is the fact that they go immediately for, like, oh, these are fish people. <laughs> but, like, the problem with that is that the actual story that had build-up, and it right. wasn't until the climax would where the the true horror of these inhabitants are revealed and that built up the terror as the as the person tries to flee the town yeah and i've very similarly to that i think of again halloween which is not a perfect movie but it is very good and you mentioned this before that it takes a while for michael to start killing Stop. people you know that's what's funny to me like lovecraft it, it's funny because like halloween isn't doesn't feel that isn't supposed. I don't think it's supposed. It feels like it was sort of influenced by Lovecraftian horror in a way. Why? Well, well, in the way that the suspense was used, and the fact that again, it's more about the anticipation of right. Like, showing up. I, I think it. I think it's very much in the vein of that. Of of of. Um, I think of both Lovecraft and Hitchcock. Oh yeah, Hitchcock too, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah, and 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 also the same with the thing, which of course doesn't take oh. as much time to get into it, but I think. But even when it does, there is still... Ambiguity. There's ambiguity, but there's also just very dense uh, uh, tension. Yeah, very dense tension, and and it's, and it's the horror... And the fact that it, it, it preys on just the horror of human nature itself and deals with these concepts and how... how the men turn against each other slowly but surely is very much in line with Lovecraft's work. Right. Yeah. I know. I, I believe the short story that was based on was inspired by Lovecraft. I think and, you so, know, yeah. this creature that keeps changing and all this. Yeah. But going back to In the Mouth of Madness, I, I, 
it's good. <laughs> it it is it is pretty good. Yeah, you know what? You know what we'll never do. What is do any like number ratings? No nah, number ratings don't feel right. I kind of I kind of hate that, but because you can't. I I've heard this. I I've heard this somewhere else from. Yahtzee from Zero Punctuation, somebody you don't really like, but no. one thing I do agree with him on is he he doesn't like number ratings either because he you can't I'm paraphrasing here. Um you can't sum up an experience of a movie or a game in just a numerical score. Well you can, but I think it's it's disingenuous. It is disingenuous. Most of the time it's very disingenuous. Speaking of which, though, we will return a little later on with another, with, the, with the other four parts of our what's John Carpenter series. What's the next one? Is it They Live that's next? or First we're doing, if we're going uh, time-wise, we're going to be doing Escape from New York, which I don't really like. Huh. I, but I wonder if you will. I kind of thought that They Live would... I thought They Live would come before Escape from New York. I didn't no, Escape from New after. York was like 1984. I really think They Live was made after. Was They Live one of the last ones? No, no, it wasn't. Okay. One of the last ones, which will be the last one we do, is Vampires. Okay. But we'll get there. Okay. I'm really excited for Day Life. Yeah. You should be. Well, that's, that takes us to the end of the night. Just, yep, it's the end of the night. We're approaching midnight. Just to remember that today is Mommy's Day. And kids aren't scary. <laughs> if you can kick them, and they go a long way. But if you slowly... And realistically build up the kid, then yes, it can be scary. And old people on bikes are also not scary. Save old people for on bikes for RL Stein.